Hey my friend, welcome to the Tradies Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Tradies Success Academy. We're on a mission to help trade and construction business owners unlock time and financial freedom within as little as three years. With the right processes and systems and support, we're able to help people level up with less mistakes and have the motivation and support and guidance around systemization and process, whether that comes to lead generation, conversions, on-site value delivery, maximizing efficiency and profitability, operations and administration, or personal performance, how to really maximize yourself as a business owner and unlock that growth in your own business. Now, whether you're a sole trader or you've been in business for years and years, we're here to support you no matter what size you are. So look in the show notes. We've got a link to an exclusive offer for the podcast where you get 30 days free of the Academy Mastermind program. On there, you'll get access to online on-demand training videos, access to live training every single week, and access to an amazing trade community filled with all different types of trades supporting one another to unlock that growth potential. Click the link in the show notes and unlock your free trial now. Ah, welcome. I just had, ah, it's time to relax. I knew what that means. A glass of wine. You know what I'm talking about, the offspring. Oh, offspring. 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 Smash. Great album. 1994. That was, if you're counting, that's almost 20 years ago. Greg Crow here, alongside my compadre. Compadre. Oh, yeah. It sounds sexy when you say it. <laughs> it's not great when I say it. Uh, compadre Kirkneal. And we are here to discuss the age-old debate, which came first, the chicken? Or the egg. Or the egg. Or the egg <laughs> or the chicken. Or the chicken or the egg. Unless you sit in that just for a second, just to see how it feels. What how, do you think out there? Have I actually solved that yet? Like, we've got a lot of smart people in the world now. Like, This is why we're here. We're going to have 15 minutes of silence just to think about this. <laughs> and whatever you're sipping on, drinking, eating right now, just spit it out and just say something. Chicken, egg, what do you think? No, we are discussing the age-old, I guess it's the same kind of chicken-egg conversation, but trade-related. In a business sense, yeah. In a business sense. What comes first? Trady or, or the apprentice? The apprentice. The apprentice. Was that Donald? Can I still say his name? Donald Trump. Was that the apprentice? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Did you ever yeah. watch it? Uh, not the American version, but he's yeah. made more than one version. Spanish version. See, <laughs> <Si>, comprendo. <laughs> compadre. See, <laughs> see, si, si, compadre. Uh, you're fired. Okay, you're not fired. Wherever you're listening to this, but you might be wanting to hire someone. Yeah. And a big question we get asked all the time is tradie or apprentice, what do I do? Do I get the apprentice? Do I get someone halfway through their time? Do I get a mature age? Do I get a whippersnapper, 16, year 10 woodwork, absolutely nailed it. I I was pretty average in year 10 woodwork actually. Uh, Although my son's been hitting nails into this timber. He's freaking killing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whoa. Look out. Yeah, good good student or good teacher. <laughs> little from column A, little from column B. He's going to dominate year 10 woodwork. <laughs> he's going to be, he's going to excel in life because he's my boy. Um, but yes, yeah, tradesman versus apprentice. And a lot of people will have mixed opinions or mixed views on this and we can only share our experience. But what do you think, Kirk? Face value. Firstly, I think 
like all good questions, the reason why it keeps coming up is because there's pros and cons for both. Like if this was clear cut, everyone would be like, well, duh, I'm going to go do that. Are you just talking around my question? I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, classic. Uh, so yeah, like there are pros and cons to both. I think it's important that you explore both. Um, where would you like to start? Apprentice. Apprentice. Okay. Um, well, now we'll start with a junior apprentice. Which I think is 17 to 21. 17 to 21. Ish. Guy with no life experience. Goes out on the weekend, drinks his body weight in vodka. Talking about me in 2001? <laughs> is that what this is? Is this a stitch up? <laughs> Mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, that's who we're talking about. No, uh, yeah, so a junior apprentice. Okay, let's look at some of the, the pros. What's, what's good about a 17 to 21 year old? junior what do i think is good yeah. what do you think is good far out we've had some amazing juniors and some amazing mature ages in that so i think a junior coming out hasn't been scarred by life yet mm. in, a, in a way they're, they're fresh faced they're young they're malleable they're trainable, they're naive. teachable, they're naive, <laughs> they drink passion pop, <laughs> they, they go out too much. Uh, no, so I, I actually, but I get the fact, I mean, I didn't look people in the eyes until I was 22, I reckon. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Went, I remember being a first year apprentice at my Christmas party, staff Christmas party, and the tradesman said, hey, Crowey, you don't look people in the eyes. <laughs> I'm like, you shut your face when you're talking to me. <laughs> oh, fair enough. So, so definitely, definitely significant drop in communication and significant drop in life experience. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure we've all met those great kids that have been brought up by excellent families that can hold their own in conversation. So I think uh, junior for me, I'm thinking awesome. And I don't have a black and white rule in this. I don't like actually having black and white rules on things because oh, no. I feel like you've There's got to, got to function in the gray area. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not opposed to a junior. But um, yeah, got to have some kind of communication skills. I want to sideways comment this. I was a massive believer that you could train a task or train a skill, but people had to have... Some character traits. Some character traits, yeah. right? But then I realized... Just flashback to myself at 19, <laughs> drinking the vodka, <laughs> listening to 50 Cent in the club on repeat. What a great song, by the yeah, way. Doing manies. You can find me in the club. <laughs> I'd never done a manie, but I was more from a city. But you, you do manies in Canberra? Oh, of course we did manies, mate. Yeah. What do you, what do you, what kind of music are you dropping on a manie? I mean, you've got to get the heavy bass stuff, like that, that 50 Cent stuff. So like you, you got the subs going in the back, you got the windows down, you know, you're going real I'm thinking slow. like, you can do it, put your back into it. That's, <laughs> That's it. what I'm That's thinking. It. It. Scott Priosti, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Priosti, one of our coaches here, he used to rock the blue neon light underneath oh, his car. Who would actually flashed with the beat. Yeah, I had neon. CD stacker, 10 CD stacker in, oh, in the yeah, back. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this is great. <laughs> Anyway, where are we? Uh, back, to, about back to pros of a junior apprentice. I think um, from a business perspective, obviously that's the cheapest. It's the path of least resistance. It's the cheapest form of, of uh, labor hire that you're going to get. I don't like using labor hire there. The cheapest staff I don't like staff using the member. word cheap as well. $5.66 was my first pay. Yeah, that, that was cheap. That was a stab in the heart. It's not like that anymore. How much is it now? 
oh, first years. 15 bucks, 14 15 bucks. to 17, probably something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so more than we're on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a stitch up. Uh, yeah. So path least resistance apprentice. I'm just thinking they slot straight into the van with you. If you've got four tradies, I'm a big believer. You shouldn't be outnumbered. Oh no. No, 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 That's no. Risky. You should actually operate one down. Yeah. So it's service trades, even two down. I understand a, a builder might be, you know, one tradesman for two apprentices, but you got to watch that ratio. If the tradesman's sick and you've got apprentices on site. What's the productivity? What's the output going to be? All that sort of jazz. The other thing you've got, you got to look at is like, what is, your ca- what is your capacity to train and develop? So if you've got one person, one tradesman on site and trying to develop three apprentices, two people aren't getting looked at at any one moment. So are you happy with that? Or do would you rather see an investment in development early so that you can get output faster? Yeah, I, I mean... I was a massive kook for six to eight months, <laughs> six to eight years. That's <laughs> definitely six. I had no, um, I wasn't one of those tradies that came on naturally. I never worked on a car. My dad paid for everything. We never did anything with my hands. In fact, the only thing I needed to do with my hands was to dance to 50 Cent, oh. <laughs> like the running man. <laughs> yeah. No, I just had no idea. No idea. Never been on site. Like a lack of site awareness. And I was fortunate enough to have an excellent tradesman that, trained me and trained me well nurtured me cared for me breastfed me (laughs) that was a dark time in my life but it happened no it didn't happen really but um but yeah so that's where mature age kind of comes into it you've got the life skills you've pretty much i know you're passionate about this but you've found direction yeah you know you, you i guess um for me it's it's an appreciation of being an adult and you don't get that with turning 18 17 whatever it might be there is a there is a shift in someone when they they start interacting with adults, whereas when you come through school, you spend your whole life interacting with children, yeah. And just because you're an older child doesn't mean you're interacting with adults. But then you take that seventeen year old kid out of school and you put them onto a site surrounded by forty, fifty, sixty year old men. You're now with the adults, so you need to learn how to be an adult real quick. I'm just. Thinking how old we are having this conversation. <laughs> oh no, I've become the old guy. The old guy. No. Yeah, it's so true. But you get a 28 year old, 26 year old, 25 year old, much better communication skills. Not all the time, but sometimes in that sort of long term relationship or whatever, but they've got those long term goals and they go, I want to buy a house, I want to do this, I've got a child, I've got something to take care of. So they're very motivated and they've been around the traps enough to pick things up very quickly. Yeah, and the, the, I guess the other thing is with that settled nature, they probably have a little bit more, you know, roots and, and, and they're, they're probably a little bit more stable in their employment as well. So also, hopefully, I'm not saying everyone does, but most people sort of, they tip a point where, you know, that going out three times a week becomes old and they have other things in their life that they like to do. What do you mean? <laughs> 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 yeah, doof, doof, doof. And maybe that comes in at There's around no that. judgment here. Wherever you're at in that circle, <laughs> it's the circle of life. There's no judgment here. Just, uh, but it does. It does affect output. Like you it know, does. If, if you've got an 18 year old kid going out three nights a week working for you, you you can't expect their best performance every day of the week. It's just like if they're out on a on a bender all weekend. You do you think you're going to get the best of them on a Monday morning? No way. No way, but someone who's a little bit older, maybe is a little bit more settled and doesn't go on three-day benders, what is their performance going to be like on a Monday? It's going to, you're going to get far more output. 
one day I was throwing up under a house. <laughs> And I told my boss, yeah, that's were. a bad Chinese. <laughs> he was like, yeah, oh, I bet you did. But, uh, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But tradesmen, oh my gosh. Honestly, if you find a unicorn, a rare endangered species at the moment, you're doing well. We are seemingly in a tradesman or tradeswoman shortage. We need tradespeople. The world is crying out for more trade. There's too much work and not enough people doing the work. It's a number one, number one uh, challenge for our membership base. Finding people. But yeah. the tradesmen are just, let's be honest, if the work's there for you, it's there's no better hire. Yeah. The first, if you've got the work and the pipeline there, as far as productivity and profitability goes, that's where you need to be. To be able to create a resource that's able to deliver your service at full price, and, and and pay tradesmen wages for that, provided your pricing is set correctly, that should be a, a walk in the park, run of the mill. Like I'm talking somewhere between sort of seven to $12,000 net profit a month recurring. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. So we had a, uh, a really common thing we do is people are, I can't afford a tradesman. That's gonna cost me, that's gonna cost, that's gonna cost, that's gonna cost. I'm like, cool. Have you thought about what you're going to build them out for? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you haven't considered, you know, cost to bill for. There should be a positive one to $2,000 in there for you. That's, that's excellent, providing the work is there for you. But yeah, tradesmen, much better hired. You can slot apprentices in and around tradesmen. Tradesmen can um, obviously work unsupervised, work licensed, uh, carry the weight of the billable load in terms of cost operations. Things like that, yeah. You're spreading them thin. You're spreading them across like broad shoulders with tradesmen. So yeah, huge advocate that tradesman is the best hire, but totally understand your first hire. My first hire was an apprentice and it was the best because I, it enabled me to, to teach and train someone. And if you're on the tool still with sort of four to six staff you'll generally be off the tools at six to seven staff just think about this for a second when you're training someone and you're doing it personally you're going to do it really well yeah like they're, they're learning from you they're learning communication from you they're learning work from you they're learning ethic from you they're learning no we don't go home at four o'clock we've got this thing to do they also learn and i was taught this from a very young age but you also learn hey We've got to stay back an hour, an hour and a half because you know why? An hour and a half in the afternoon, that's four to five hours tomorrow. Yeah. We can't afford that. So they're, they're starting to take into consideration billable hours, profitability, like more things than just a paycheck. And people will give people will give their, people give themselves up for a paycheck, but people will give their heart to a boss they love and they trust. And if you can be that person and nurture that initial stage of someone's journey, that's when we're going to raise up the business owners. Yep. That's when we're going to raise up the the people that are long-term, they trust us. And I just think it's real cool. If that's you, an apprentice is an amazing hire. Mistake I made, second hire, apprentice. <laughs> that, was, that was real bad. So with that, I guess that's like, let's talk a little bit about the cons of apprentice hires. Like people often don't always see all of the cons. Um, so one of the ones that gets missed is, as an apprentice, you're either going to do block release or or daily release. So daily release sounds like prison, doesn't it? It does. It does a, <laughs> a lot like a prison. Yeah. Um, if you're safe, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Knock three times and the wall will help you. So at best, they're there four days a week. 
and that's without them being sick or coming scoring in sick on a Monday from that three day bender. So at best, you only get them for four days a week. So if you're thinking like, oh yeah, this is going to great solve. chance for an office day. So yeah, this is really important though. You need to time that. This is why bro- I'm not a fan of block release if you can avoid it. Some regional guys, there's no other option. But if you do have that weekly TAFE option, then you can time your admin day because this is another con. If you're not on site working, what are they doing? Yeah. Because, you know, and it's it's an all too common story. You know, part of my apprenticeship, you're mowing lawns. Yeah. And you're doing weeding. Change this nappy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <start>. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, though, it's, it's, you've got to have, but that, I found like I, I thrived under that responsibility. When I had to provide work for someone, it's like, I'm going to provide work for them. It it creates a necessity to actually, you know, nothing burns you up faster than having, paying someone to sit there and do nothing. Yeah. (laughs) That is a great motivator to be like, man, I've got to find you something to do because this is, I'm paying you to do this. This is not what I want you to be doing. (laughs) Yeah. I said nappy pants. (laughs) Anyway. um, Yeah. On that as well. Hiring tradesmen, great. But if your billable hours are out or your efficiency's out or you're quoting incorrectly, you're going to know about it really quick. Mm. And a really common thing is people go, oh, I've got a cash flow issue. I've got a cash flow issue. It's like, I feel like you've got a cash issue. Yeah. The cash was never there in the first, in the first place. place to flow through. Mm. So, and you've got to know your numbers. And that's sort of what I'm super passionate about. I love maths no i'm not talking about married at first sight maths that's maths that's maths i'm talking about mathematics baby i love maths but i love numbers and it's really important we understand our you're numbers. not going to drop your sponsor in now like casio <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i actually lost my casio surfing last week i'm spewing <laughs> well, i've got to get another one get onto the sponsors yeah I'll yeah <laughs> casio if you're out there i'm here ready and waiting to save 110 dollars. you know how many compliments i got in that watch oh i, I couldn't imagine <laughs> yeah, yeah i couldn't even hold it up it was so heavy with gold but yeah so sum it up what comes first the chicken or the egg does it really even matter it it, it doesn't provide you provide you understand the pros and cons of both sides yeah, um, I guess another component to the the tradie hire is you're hiring someone with history. Yeah, some of it's great history. If you can find one with great history, you're gonna get do great. So find someone with a lot of bad history, a lot of bad habits that can create an element of retraining and redevelopment. And what I ask people a lot is, do you have the appetite to train someone? Do you need a plug-in fit right now? Or can you take someone a little greener and you, you're acknowledging that I'm like, yeah, I know this is going to take some training. This is going to take some development. And I accept that this is what's going to happen because people don't think themselves in that moment. They're like, oh, yeah, this is a great idea. And then three months in, they're like, this is a bad idea. You, uh, you suck. Um, I need someone who can do this because I'm super busy and now I'm hectically busy and I'm manic and I'm stressed out of my head. So I'd like to reflect back and go, what is your appetite for training? Because that will guide who you hire. Yeah, 100%. And the process always guides the people. We know that. So sometimes we love to blame the people, but if we look deep within, it's the process. It's an issue. And also, wherever you're at, just reflect and think, what is my apprentice going to be in three or four years' time? A tradesperson. (laughs) A tradesman, a tradeswoman. 
that's what they're going to be. So to timestamp it, yeah, you know, apprentice. But the thing is, in this market, when you can't find someone, you might have to create them. And I don't know a sporting team out there that's not nurturing junior talent. Oh, what's like? It's the only way you can guarantee talent. It's yeah. the only way you can guarantee talent. You, you can't go to a labor market and go, I'm going to put an ad out and I'm going to hire a superstar. There's no magic formula to hire. We get asked this all the time. There's no magic formula to hiring. But then if you've got a four-year development program where you bring someone in and you, you're the boss that you want to be, you provide a nurturing environment and a training and development pathway, most people will be able to pick that up, especially if you hire a good apprentice with good character traits and good qualities. They will be elite come tradesman time. And where are they going to be? They're going to be in under your wing. They're going to know your systems. They're going to be hyper-productive compared to a hire off the street. You take that person that you've graduated through for four years, they know all your stuff, day one as a tradesman versus someone that you've hired off the street, day one of a tradesman. It's a different it's a different ball game. Yeah, it also makes you appreciate those rare beasts you get through that are, can just pick up your process straight away. We've all had the... the can you call them a gun? What do you call them? And... Yeah. A gun. We'll call them a gun, tradesman, tradeswoman, whatever. It's we'll very have violent, those, but isn't those, it? Yeah, it's a little bit violent. We'll have those staff members. You're like, you are incredible. Do you know how rare they are? I'd like to say they're one in a hundred, but I think that's underselling it. Oh, I time. think it's one in a thousand. So wherever you're sitting, I'm a massive believer. I'm going to wrap up with this, but it's really important you create a company culture that people want to stay around and people want to be around. The company culture is the most underrated and underestimated way to retain staff and to attract staff. So that's my wrap up. It doesn't really matter what you do, but make sure your culture is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Greg's on a way in here too. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, but g'day guys. G'day Greg. I'm not going to tell you what we're talking about. You have to guess. Are you talking about the only way to grow is putting putting on staff? Well, that's close. <laughs> we are talking about staff. We're talking about should you hire a tradie or an apprentice and the pros and cons of each one of those. Uh, great topic. Hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> we can play rabbit. Rabbit. We'll wrap it. See ya. That was sick. So if you're loving the podcast, please share with your friends, anyone that's thinking about starting a tradie business or got a large tradie business. We help everyone from startup all the way up to million dollar plus months. We'd love to help you too. And lastly, it would mean a lot if you could leave a review on the player that you're listening to this on. It helps us get it out there and help more tradies in business perform better and create better lives for themselves. So let's get into this episode. Hope you enjoy it. Talk to you soon.